Hello and welcome in to an abundance of thrones. Garrett here, Brad and Wade on May the 14th. What's up, yes. guys? Hi. Uh, Nothing much. Enjoying some good old <laughs> Game of Thrones. Enjoying some thronage. Uh, as always, we want to make our call out for spoiler alerts and explicit tags. We will be talking about the most recent episode and in its entirety. And if you haven't seen it, we recommend you go do so before listening to the rest of this. Additionally, we may say whatever the fuck we want, so... You have been warned. If your ears are burning, <laughs> that's your goddamn problem. So, with that uh, out of the way. With that out of the way, let's get to the business of this episode. It was directed by Alex Sakharov. Sakar, Sakarvo. Sounds like he should be in Sakharov? No, S-A-K-H-A-R-V-O. Sakarvo. Sakharov. Sakarvo. <laughs> Is it Sakharov? Did I totally typo that like a mother? You completely typoed it. Nah, well, fuck him. Um, wow. He has directed Jeez. previous episodes. I typed it the we same way twice. We could have got with the first fuck and stayed PG-13, but after that, nope, we're the censors explicit. won't have it. Nope, gotta have more than one fuck in there. Um, <laughs> I spelled his name twice, the same way twice, so I don't know. I think you're wrong. He directed season three, episode six, which was The Climb, which had 5.5 million viewers, and also What is Dead May Never Die, which was season two, episode three, at 3.77 million. Speaking of viewerships, we saw a substantial drop. I blame mothers everywhere for this. Uh, 6.4 million down from the 7.16 from last week. So Everybody felt guilty about watching it on Mother's Day and forgot that there's HBO Go. Well, but I don't know if HBO Go really uh, contributes to the viewership. See, oh, never mind then. We did the whole Mother's Day thing. We went over to a restaurant, picked up food to go, had it set up for 6 o'clock, watched the show together as a big happy family. (laughs) What the hell was was someone else's problem? It was a Game of Thrones Mother's Day. That's right. Uh, What's the problem? Mother of Thrones. I don't see the the mother. That's right. Um, Before getting into the episode, uh, or our views of it, I'm going to do my best at reading the episode summary as per Wikipedia. Here it goes. In Essos, Stannis and Davos travel to Bravos to appeal to the Iron Bank to grant them a loan. While the Iron Bank refuses them at first, Davos manages to convince them to back Stannis' cause. In Marine, Daenerys attempts to take on her new role as queen as she listens to the requests of her subjects. At Dreadfort... Yara leads the attack in an effort to rescue Theon, but fails when Theon refuses to come with her. After seeing Theon's current state as Reek, Yara tells her men that Theon is dead. In King's Landing, Tywin puts on a price for the Hound's head and instructs Varys to continue spying on Daenerys. Later that day, Tyrion is brought to the trial for Joffrey's murder. However, all the witnesses brought and testify against him, including Shay. Uh, well, I totally read that weird. All of the witnesses brought in testify against him, including Shay. There we go. Angry and broken, Tyrion demands that his fate be determined in a trial by combat. 
And that was the episode. Stay tuned next week. Oh, wait. <laughs> that was the episode. If you don't care what the hell we have to say about it, then we'll see you next time. If you do care, stick around. Nobody cares. Everyone cares. <laughs> We're their favorite. That's right. Speaking of being your favorite, make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. I know you're there. I know you're listening. And I know you're also listening on Stitcher and iTunes. I, I see you right now. Yes. Listening to us. We have activated your webcam. Do, 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 do. Anyway. So. Like Lord Varys's birds, we are watching. Always. We are watching. That's right. Indeed. So, what did we think of this one? How did we like, dislike, interpret, react? Wait. You know, I actually, I, I felt a little better after this one. Or um, Okay. It started to pick up a little bit. Obviously, again, there's still no major action scenes, but I know we can't have that all the time. Um, I actually felt as though, as though this one moved the plot quite a bit, and I was really happy after it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, nothing... There was only a few awesome visuals this episode from a graphic standpoint. But from the story as a whole, we got uh, a lot going on here. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I know on other podcasts, the you know the question was posed, what was the whole purpose of Yara going and trying to save Theon, now Reek, and, you know, coming up empty and... And realizing that he is beyond saving. And when the scene first popped up in the show, my immediate question was, how broken is Theon at this point? And we see that he is... Extremely. Yeah. He is no longer... Completely and utterly shattered. It's not even that. He's He's accepted his new identity to the core. So, I have to make a small confession here. Okay. <gasps> yes. No. And that is... It took me until now to actually figure out what was going on. I, I knew that there was a sister in the book. I knew that Yara was not her name. Correct. They took some creative liberties... Because I think in the book, her name and the name they used for the wildling at Winterfell that was with Bran and Rickon yep. were very, very similar. It was like Osha Correct. and Asha. They were like identical. It, it's Asha and Asha. Yeah. So they yep. changed it up because the names can be so crazy in the show so that there was more uh, yep. variation. No, not that one. That one. Yeah. Not yeah. that yeah. Asha. That Asha. So... Avoiding the confusion, you know, change the names up a little bit. So that's my confession. I, I knew the, who the character was, but it's taken me this long. I mean, she first appeared in season two. Correct. So it's taken me two years to figure out exactly who this is. Even though when you're first introduced to her, Theon's fingering her and she expresses that, you know, he's her brother. No, 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 no. I, I knew who she was. It was the connection between the character in the book and the character on screen that I didn't quite get the name association completely. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I, I thought it was it may have been one of those where they combined multiple characters, kind of like they did with Rob's wife. Correct. But it and is not. It is actually true or fairly true. 
as, well as, as, as true as any of it is to the book. It's just a different name. That's the only difference. Yep, agreed. Wade, you were going to weigh in on some stuff and got cut off. Yeah, I Sorry. Was, I was thinking um, back when we were Sir Bravos. Really good speech. I mean, Sir Davos Sir and Davos. Bravos? Yeah. I can understand where it gets a little confusing. There's a lot See, of we were just talking about names. Jesus. Yes. Yeah, I mean, for an illiterate person or just barely learning to read, he had a pretty decent mastery of what the hell's going on in the world. The Stannis kind of gave him that look like, uh, you know, I was dragged all the way out here for this. You better step up and do something when, you know, he kind of did. I'm thinking that maybe he was feeling a bit, as this, underachieved, underneath the red woman. Yeah, I think he definitely was trying to compare or trying to prove his worth, knowing that Stannis is... I don't know if he's necessarily drinking the Kool-Aid of the Red Woman, but he sees that there's a benefit to her and is trying to take advantage or more or less exploit it. He's favoring her. I and I think bet. Davos is, is seeing that, but also seeing that he has something to contribute to. Now, I took it as something different than Wade did. I took it as not that Stannis wanted Davos to do something, but that Stannis is an entitled character. He feels he has right because he's of the blood and that people should just hand him things because he is uh, the rightful king by by birthright, by blood, by heir. But that's not so and, much happening for him. Well, and yet it's not by birthright. By blood, yes. But, Correct. Um, yeah, because he wasn't born The Baratheons born under were not born to the throne. No, nope, that's correct. That would be Targaryen. Well, even... Yes. And the Targaryens only were because they combined the seven kingdoms to be one and founded a... Yes. A monarchy? Is it monarchy? Dynasty. I it's monarchy. So, um, but yeah, so I think Stannis was just like, well, I should be given this and I'm upset that it's not being given to me. And I think that's where his character was at. And then you have the big step up by Davos, uh, the Onion Knight, to pull through for Stannis, which we see as Davos gives Salador Sand some currency and recruiting his service in the bathhouse. Yes. And so for the purists among us, a couple uh, observations here. Um, in the books, Stannis doesn't go to Bravo, Bravos. Correct. He does meet with a representative from the Iron Bank, but he never goes. The reasons they fund him are slightly different. I want to touch base one thing, too. Uh, for those who didn't notice, Bravos was also featured in the opening credits. Uh, I just want to no, I didn't catch that. You didn't I catch normally it? am doing other things when the credits oh, are God, playing. that's... that's key factor of the show is the opening scene. <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. It's like, we know where we're going, right? going this episode. Yeah, exactly. And they, they can change, like we see, within a season they can change episode to episode, so it's pretty cool. Yep. We like it. No, it's well done. I, I'll definitely give them that, but uh, yeah, normally I'm getting settled in and, and I'm my attention is elsewhere. Understood. Um... Wait, any, any the other? the Greyjoy attack on the Dreadfort. Yes, is not in the books. 
It's not, but I want to point out too that the character or the transition from Theon to Reek, we never see in the books. Theon disappears, Reek emerges, and because you can't see the face or see the character, yes. uh, you don't know who that is until later on. So, because they're the hints are dropped, but you really got to figure it out. Yeah, but since they're keep since the show is obviously so visual, they had to show us that transition. Well, and even though it is not purist, um, I think the the scene was very well done and almost necessary for the visual reference. You know, this where where the books have a lot more time and, and pages to really get the point through. This very neatly ties up the fact that the 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 transformation here is essentially complete. You know, yeah. I think it was a very creative way to wrap up a lot of story in the books. You and know, I think, to, and I think to, to, to cement that fact. Yeah, and, and going back to it, they had to show us, the viewers, that Theon wasn't just putting on a show for Ramsay. They had yep. to show us that Theon truly had been broken and had adopted this new personality of Reek. And that Agreed. is now who he is. And we need we needed that. We needed that closure. Agreed. Okay. Wait. Well, to say further on, we see uh, Darneris not too well entertained with her duties of trying to rule. Was it Slaver's <laughs> Bay? I want to backtrack on the very amazing visual effects of a scene just prior to that. The dragon burning and eating ghosts. Yes, that was fucking. You mean that wasn't awesome. real? No, it was real. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's a real dragon. Yeah, okay. I have yeah. one out back. Yeah. <laughs> they sell them now at the pet stores. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Installments. I'll take two. Okay. And soon I'll um, be able to No, write I agree it. with you. The the visual effects on that were absolutely phenomenal. They did a brilliant job on that. Yeah, it's just there, there was the, nothing wrong with that. I mean, I've watched that scene three times now. I've watched the episode three times, but it just. The the audio is awesome. The the graphics, the fire that picks up the sheep is the, the only complaint I had with the scene is that the sheep doesn't make any sound that it's on fire until uh, the dragon picks it up and is carrying it away. Then the she- then the goat sorry not sheep goat uh, then the goat decides to uh, wail in pain and or fear. So I was kind of surprised I didn't try to dub in some sound effects when the fire was engulfing the goat. I like the reveal on it as well. I thought that was extremely well done. You know, you get the rocks falling and uh, and the sounds from that, and then that dull thud. Yep. Of, oh, what was a, that? A very and, distinct and just, difference for sure. Yeah. Rises that was just ravine. Yep. Yep. Cool. The, the sound effects, well done. The visuals, well done. With it just coming up over the cliff and just, you know, almost scaring the crap out of you. <clears throat> yep. That's pretty cool. Okay. Yep. Well done. And way back to your scene. Daenerys sitting in the throne room. Not too happy with ruling. She's hearing that there's so <laughs> much to do. 212 people waiting for her... Um, Decision, Wisdom. deliberation, a company, uh, attention. Her, Let's yeah. say attention. It's from a goat to a guy who 
wants to bury his father and she now seeing that maybe crucifying everyone and handling things in such a broad term may not have been the best solution. That's true. I think that's a good, good, a really good point you make there, Wade. I had the same thought while watching it. You know, this broad brush um, punishment that she handed out, that she has no interest in mercy, you know, let them feel justice. Well, you know, that wasn't really justice because now it comes out that one of the guys she crucified in this such a broad manner was against it and was trying to get them to not do the things they'd done. I found and just the look on her face, it seemed to be like a reality check. Like, you know, you're not this perfect, all-wonderful person you think you are. Yeah, I found it interesting, and I've heard this on other <clears throat> Thrones podcasts, in that a lot of people are kind of, I think it's so easy to love Daenerys and her character because so far, up until prior to this episode, her interactions with other cultures have been black and white. I mean, she's fighting for the salvation of slaves. People that are slave owners are bad. We just accept that. Um, and, and there's not a lot of gray there that we're exposed to. And a lot of it is we're seeing it from her perspective, and that's fine. And a lot of people started to question, well, why is everything else in the show have so much gray area and uh -huh. Danny is so black and white? Well, now we're starting to see that, yeah, she punished 163 slave masters, but not all 163 of those masters were guilty of the crime that she is now punishing for. So, yep. yeah, we're starting to get some more of the gray. And I think that's going to be really interesting how that unfolds for her. I agree. I like. Um, I think my favorite scene, though, now that we've gotten through that, was definitely the trial. Well, I think one of my more entertaining scenes is the small council, which we now see Mace Tyrell sitting upon, uh, Grandmaster Pycel still on, Varys, um, Tywin walks in, Cersei is there, and we get Prince Oberyn. And as Tywin walks into the room, everyone stands to give him honors, and um, Oberyn's just kind of sitting back like, eh, fuck you, Tywin. <laughs> I don't know you He's not shit. intimidated. Yeah, Definitely he's not. not intimidated. Yeah, he doesn't care. He knows he can hold his own. He knows he's intelligent. He knows he's skilled with a weapon. He feels he doesn't have to pay any respects to this man. And doesn't, yeah. for the most part. And like you and I had talked about earlier, I'm, I'm beginning to like Oberyn. He seems to have a lot of the same qualities that that made us like um, Tyrion. You know, he's not a pushover. He does stand up to Tywin. He, he, he's prepared to stand his ground. But where Tyrion has that, um, you know... Um, Oh, crap. Shadow? Standing, yeah. standing, you know, shadowing him that everything he says is immediately discounted because he's an imp. Yeah. Agreed. Oberyn doesn't have that. Yeah, and he can back up his words with a sword. Yes. You know, he's he's the he's the package deal, whereas Tyrion well, had and to... and the armies of Dorne. Well, yeah, but I'm saying in his own actions, 
he can threaten, he can carry out his threats, he can have witty banter, he he has all that in a single entity as opposed to uh-huh. Tyrion, he had the banter, he had the entertainment maybe, and then he had to have someone like Braun do the dirty work for him because he lacked the ability. So Agreed. we see that with, with um, Oberyn, we see that he's extremely cultured, he's been to Bravos. he's seen the Unsullied, uh, he acknowledges their abilities on the battlefield and lack thereof in the bedroom. He but he. yeah, he he hint hint hint. It's not really a hint, <laughs> but it's just a call out to former knowledge. But what I think I liked most about Oberyn was the trial, in that when people said stuff, he didn't just take it because he knew which way he was voting. He asked the questions. He. He saw that there was kind of people maybe trying to hide or, or gloss over something. He wanted to know what was going on there. It uh-huh. came in the fact Cersei mentioned that Tyrion about the debt will be paid. Oberyn wanted to know, well, what is that debt? Shay comes on and talks her story. And Oberyn says, well, how do you know all this? That's a lot of information for a handmaiden to know. So uh-huh. he, he's listening. He's understanding. He's asking the questions. Uh, which makes me like that character that much more. Especially Absolutely. With, especially with the, the line he gave when he was talking to Lord Varys, he says, most of us grow, are born and die in the same corner of the world. The world is a big and beautiful place, and he likes to go out and see it. Yep. yep. Very true. So uh, I thought the I thought the performance by... Peter Dinklage in the, in this whole trial scene was absolutely top notch. Oh yeah, another couldn't great get speech. any better than that. I mean, people are saying he's already won the Emmy uh, again for yeah. his portrayal because this whole, even from the point where Jamie comes in to get him for the trial and they put him in chains and he looks up and goes, "Really? Yeah, I'm that much of a threat. You guys need to put me in chains." Hmm. Okay. But yeah, er- yeah, no, the, the whole thing. It was just so well done. His his, the emotion that he puts into this is extremely apparent. I mean, even if you were to mute the audio and not hear any of it, the, he, he does did. so well with his facial expressions and and body language that you can tell. You know, every witness that comes up, he's being knocked down a little more and a little more. And and most of this stuff, you know, they're they're skirting the truth. These are things he said, but they're completely out of context. Totally. And then you know that final the final one when Shay walks in, and you can just see complete collapse, total defeat on his face. That you know, uh, that that's it. Fuck it. Yep. To which he demands a trial by combat. And I'm curious what happens here. So, do they acknowledge it? Do they uh, name a champion? Does Cersei name Jaime and force Jaime to kill Tyrion? Does Tyrion get to name Jaime and then Cersei runs the risk of um, losing Jaime in order to kill Tyrion? Uh, Have you read the book? I, I have, but I'm playing devil's advocate here. <laughs> okay, so without giving spoilers away here for what is coming next, 
I think Wade wants to talk. Okay, go ahead. Wade has a look like he wants to talk. It's a little joke. It's like, nope, it's just going to be the accused versus the accuser. It's just going to be Circe and Tyrion. Wouldn't that be cool? That's fighting. That's it. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Round one. Um, So, something that was pointed out, I can't remember where I read it, but um, something that was pointed out about this that I didn't quite fully grasp. I, I, I was getting to it, but it didn't quite fully click until somebody pointed it out, is how clever and manipulative the trial by combat call was on Tyrion's part. It's not just a... It, it's not just for the reason that he gives in court, that, you know, there. I'm not going to get justice here. But he already knows that He's going to be found guilty, more or less. Correct. And he's going to be sent to the wall. Correct. And as part of that deal, Jamie is leaving the Kingsguard. But he doesn't know that yet. Well, but I think he can put it all together. Okay. So, Jamie leaving the Kingsguard and assuming the airship of Castelli Rock is dependent on Tyrion's being found guilty. That was made clear by Tywin in the private chamber. Well, it's dependent on Tyrion living, but yeah, based... Right? He's going to be found guilty, but as long as he's not executed, uh, that was the agreed-upon deal. Right. So, Tyrion manipulatively plays to this... You know, he's not stupid. I understand that he wasn't given all the pieces, but I'm pretty sure he's figured out what's going on here. Oh, let's be honest. He's a smart man, Lord Varys. Yes, he is. Varys, sorry. Um, basically, to do this, we heard it before, stating that, saying if he didn't exist, King's Landing would have fell into ruin. Fallen. Yep. Yep. So, where they were going with this is... One thing that is extremely important and has been made clear throughout the series to Lord Tywin is the continuation of his line. That is the, his the, only the Lannisters goal. must not fall. Yeah, from, so, from a lineage standpoint. From from a lineage standpoint. So by Tyrion demanding trial by combat. Now Tywin is put in an extremely awkward position. Either he has to tell the king's champion to pull his punches, or the king's champion may succeed in killing Tyrion, in which case Tyrion is dead. That means the deal's off with Jaime, so no heir for Castelli Rock. Correct. He's got this whole thing sewn up. He... and I love the way he goes from the defeat of Shay to this defiance where he stands there and defiantly stares down his father and throws it back in his face. Well, This is what's happening now. Yeah, plus the fact that he's proving his worth or expressing his worth to all the people in the courtroom. I saved all of you and clearly I shouldn't have done that, you ungrateful swine. Uh, yeah. I ad-libbed there a little bit. But, you know, and, and his... That was actually cleaner than the broadcast version. <laughs> it was, right? Um, <laughs> and then, obviously, his, his expressed hatred for Joffrey, saying that I didn't do it, but I wish that I had. Now, yeah. 
someone who did it isn't going to say, well, I wish that I did do it. Even if they were, I mean, I don't think I've ever heard of anyone in a courtroom going, well, I didn't. I'm innocent, but I'm, good riddance, and I wish I had. Yep. I wish I had a hand in this, even though I did do it, but I'm saying that I didn't do it. I mean, it's just kind of such a backwards way of thinking. Yeah. But it'll be very, very interesting to see how this plays out. Agreed. And with we're, the, we're, we're gearing up for a showdown, no doubt about it. Yep. But, and uh, another wedding. And another wedding, it seems. Oh, joy. What we color have, is this one? Uh, well, it should be Tom and, and Marjorie. What color? Uh, I don't happen. believe there's a color associated with this one. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> but the next episode is called The Mockingbird. Mockingbird? Which is Peter Baelish's self-made sigil. And based on the sneak peek, it looks like uh, that should be fairly entertaining. I finally get to see the hound. Or no, sorry, the mountain. That will be in two episodes, as that episode is the mountain and the viper. This will be referring to... Prince Oberyn. Yeah, there we go. So, so next next week, um, Mockingbird, it will be, or it has been written by the Double Ds, and will be directed by Alec Sakharov, the same as this week. Correct. In two weeks, Brad finally gets action. Oh, you'll get some action <laughs> next week. Which it's not going to be the sword fighting action, but there will be action. Wade's giving me oh. Wade's giving me porno eyes over here. He's he's like, what kind of action are we going to see? Huh? Huh? Uh, I know which way we're going. I was just trying to have some fun with it. Huh? A little 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 entertainment. Little something. Little something. something. Marjorie. And on that note. And that note, we're out. Catch you next time, and thank you for listening. Laters. <laughs>